It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. I don't think I've ever brought a show back with Go Birds like this. Welcome on in. It is the official Eagles Roundtable show. Getting ready for the season. Joe Giglio and joining uh, me in studio and everyone out there is uh, the Go Birds pod. I, I've had both of you on my show so many yeah. times, but never together. Well, let me say this. If you talk over our theme song again, it'll never happen. <laughs> so I, but I, so... I, didn't, I didn't know when to jump in. Yeah. You jumped in way too early. That's okay. okay. It's okay. Oh, I, I did I, turn your mic we off. We let the whole thing play. But, Joe, I'm yeah. happy to be here. To well, I've football. been known to do that. I jump in. I'm just I'm too yeah. excited. I, I don't blame you. I'm, You're not a let season. it breathe guy. No, I'm yes, not a let it breathe okay. guy. I'm, okay. I'm, a, I'm a let's just let's go right now. Guy. I get it. Yeah. I'm usually many, pretty high energy. You might not know that. About when there's this many football guys in the room. You just got to jump. This right might in. be the record. <laughs> I got to tell you, before, before we start, I want to bring this up now because there's a chance he's still listening. I, I couldn't tell, uh, as uh, Ike and, and John were leaving today, if Ike was kidding or if he was offended that he wasn't invited to the roundtable. And my thought was, like, he worked all day and want to ask him to do mm. it again. But I think, like, he felt like he's a football guy and this is a football guy show. Yeah. And he wasn't on. Well, look, I think your intention was good. Yeah. he I, does work all day, uh, right? Uh, that, that that tossed him a spot, you know. I mean, you know, he is, he is like Reese. I, mean, I don't yeah, know. He is the football He guy. is here yeah. at 6 o'clock, so very easily could have just hung out a little bit longer. Yeah, but know? then that means he's with Howard, and that feels That's like true. oil and point. water to go back to that. Yeah. <laughs> you would not get many words in. No, 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 that, that would have been a <laughs> waste of time. turn your mic off and let him go. Yeah, yes. it's like old school. All right, let's uh, let's do this. So, uh, James and, and Elliot are going to be here for the next hour. we got a lot to talk about. We, we'll get to the Dillard injury, which is news a few minutes ago, but – I mean, let's just start with this, the, the, the expectation. I mean, we've gone to a new level here. I mean, I'm, I'm part of it. I feel like this team could be really, really good. Where are you guys right now on how good they could be? Like, Elliot, when you yeah. think about their ceiling, what is it? I think it's like winning a playoff game. I, I think that this, this whole thing that's saying they could win the Super Bowl, of course it's possible. Like, anything's possible. If you make the playoffs. I mean, look, last year they made the playoffs, and I picked them to beat the Bucs. I was wrong about that, but, like, I was painting a picture where, who knows, like they run the ball well, the defense, all that stuff. If you're in the playoffs, you have a chance. But I think we all need to be realistic and say that if they were to play the Bucks, the Rams, the Packers, and, yes, the Cowboys, how many people would honestly pick the Eagles to win that game? And it would not be many, right? So, look, there's a lot of time before the playoffs, all that stuff. In 2017, they weren't a Super Bowl contender when the season started. Mm-mm. They ended up being the Super Bowl winner. But when we're looking at them right now, like, they'll be in the playoffs. I think they could potentially, like, they could maybe get to 12 wins. 
But I think like saying they're one of the the real legit contenders in the NFC, I think is putting the cart before the horse. See, I do think they're that because I think those teams have all come back. I mean, the I think the I think the Cowboys could have a tough year, right? And, and I know you're not sold they're going to win the division yet or, or be better than the Cowboys, but I think the Cowboys are coming back. But everybody else, James, I look at the NFC and I think all those teams got worse this offseason or stayed the same. I mean, the Eagles got better. I I, I put them now. And I agree with Elliot in that if you played a game tomorrow, Rams are favored over the Eagles, Bucks are favored over the Eagles, Packers are favored, but I don't think the gap is a touchdown. I, I would you pick the Eagles to win any of those games? Well, again, that's not the point. And what here, is the point? No, it isn't because okay. the game is not being played tomorrow. That's the point. Well, that's it's true. in January. Well, no, Dan, after the let me answer the question. Happened. No, I wouldn't today. Not right. today. But but after the season, the whole point is but that's what happened in twenty seventeen, right? They got on a roll and confidence breeds confidence and everything clicked and it was oh, this is a great football team yeah. and they went on a yeah. magical run. This team is absolutely good enough to get to the Super Bowl, without a doubt. Like I don't I'm not predicting they'll get there. I don't think they'll get there, but to your point, your article you wrote ninety four WFT. They're ceiling. They're ceiling. Ceiling is the Super Bowl. It flat out, and I think the main reason is what you just said. Every single one of those teams got worse. Every single one. The Cowboys clearly got worse and are are in the midst of getting worse in the moment. The Rams went to the Super Bowl, won it. We know how tough that is. They're going into a season with a quarterback who's already got an elbow thing. All right, Not great. The Bucs has been a disaster of preseason, losing linemen right and left, the whole Brady thing. Who the hell knows what's going on Giselle with that? Giselle wants him off the team, right. yeah. whatever that is. Packers, Lotto is. Yeah. Packers lost their best player not named Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Like, and, and on top of that, even with that best player, Aaron Rodgers seems to come up short in January, right? It is what it is. He has every year since yeah. that one time. So, like, absolutely the Eagles should be – they're in a weak division. They've got a really freaking easy schedule. That's the thing, too, is, like, when you look at the schedule, if things go the right way, I'm predicting them to win 12 games. They could win 13. They could be the one seed. Like, it's not the – with their schedule. Well, 12 might be the one seed this year Exactly. In the it was not yeah. the AFC last year, yeah. right? So, I, I, I agree that I, the cart before the horse, I get it. I'm not saying – they're winning the Super Bowl this year, or they're going to the Super Bowl. But when you talk about their ceiling, it is absolutely the Super so Bowl. So if you want to say, like, what, how, like you think Hurts is going to be really good this I year, do. right? And I'm, I'm not out on Hurts by any stretch, but you are like, you think he's going to be awesome. So you're projecting what you, think, what you think is going to happen. What I'm saying, though, is if you go through what the actuality is right now, like, yes, those teams got worse. They're all still better than the Eagles. But, but besides right maybe now, the does Cowboys. It matter? We're talking about ceiling. But it does matter. I'm no, saying when you no. look at the, I'm saying, He's hold on, asking hold on. us to predict the season, to say right. what do we expect to happen. That is, what is the Eagles' ceiling, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like, what are the Eagles right now? It's when they are at their best this right. season. What is that? And I believe that with Jalen Hurts taking a step forward, with my projections on other players, with my projection about Sirianni and the coaching staff in year two, that when those things coalesce and come together, that if it comes together and they hit that ceiling, that they will be a Super Bowl type team. I think it's not fair to say, like, if the Eagles hit their ceiling and other teams have everything go wrong. Like, you're saying, like, Stafford has a bad elbow, which is true. Stafford's still way better than Jalen Hurts, right? Like, the Packers lost Devontae Adams. That's true. The Packers are still better than the Eagles. The Cowboys got worse than they last year. The Cowboys smoked the Eagles. You just the, said it with 2017, hold on, hold up, though. Well, like, that, we would have said the, the same thing. The point going I'm in. making is, yes, those teams got worse, but, like, they're still probably better than the Eagles going into the season. So I think that this idea that, like, yes, it could happen. I get what you're saying about picking the ceiling and all that. But I think we're, again, like, we're putting the cart before the horse in the way, like, this team has a lot to prove. Like, a lot to prove. We, we don't know for sure if Jalen is good, right? We don't know if Sirianni's good. And we, frankly, don't know if they can beat the Cowboys. And until they beat the Cowboys, I do think it's being, like, a little uh, unfair to be like, well, of course they're going to win the division. They, the Cowboys beat them in every meaningful game for the past, like, two years. And all they of a sudden have. it's just like, oh, well, the Eagles are, like, well, of course they're going to win the division. 
the, the Eagles have been underdogs in the division all offseason. They just now tied them. Like, I get that nationally the Eagles are getting a lot of buzz and locally, but I really think that this idea that we're just looking past the Cowboys in the division is is not a good one. Ceiling. But there is a chance the, the Cowboys are a, a mess. Like, I, I, I'm with you. The Rams will be good, right? Sean McVay's – that guy never he, – you know he's never – Sean McVay had a week in the NFL with a losing record in his entire career. Wow. wow. They've won every week one. Like, he, that's that remember wild the Doug, stat Remember the right Doug McVay debate? Yeah, that, that, that was a McVay right. win yeah, in long he term. He won that one. So, all right, the Rams will be good, right? The, the Packers will find a way to be good with, with Aaron Rodgers. I'm with you on all that. And the Bucks, I think, will be okay, though. Oh, there's a lot of weird I agree vibes. With that. Yeah, I think the Cowboys could turn out to be an eight and nine team. Like they they could stink. I'm I'm not I'm not like disputing you on that strongly. You're right. And also, so of the last sixteen division winners, the following year, fourteen of them didn't make the playoffs. Crazy. Only one ever won double digit games. So like, if you look at the trend, yes, you are right about that. All I'm saying is the Cowboys always beat the Eagles, and they have the better quarterback. And you're right that they could be a mess. But, like, let's not act like the Eagles are a guaranteed double-digit win team. They could. Absolutely. The schedule's there. They're really talented. Hurts takes a step forward. In week five, I'm sitting here and going, well, yeah, they're obviously a Super yeah. Bowl contender. But if you're if we're in Dallas or we're in New York or Washington, we're sitting here and going, yeah, the Eagles are talented. I have no idea if the quarterback's good. And that's a big if. So, like, Jalen has to go out and show that this team is a Super Bowl contender. And I get what you're saying, James. You're It's what you I'm expect. Projecting. And exactly. I get that 100%. Yeah. But let's not act like other teams – and there's a reason the Eagles aren't, like, you know, top five in uh, Super Bowl favorites. Like, other teams outside – uh, other media markets, other analysts outside of Philly can easily go to the Eagles and go, they have a major flaw. Well, that's – I mean, it's fair. So, let's go to Jalen. Let, let's talk about – I mean, how could we – we spend 11 minutes not talking about Jalen Hurts. talking about too long. How good does he have to be? How – how far does he have to rise for this thing to go where we're taught what we're talking about? Okay, like last year, I keep using this. I, I said, James, he was the 20th best quarterback in the NFL. I said 18th. Okay? Same idea. I think the people that say he's a backup or he's one of the worst starters, I think that's just wrong. I think we, we, we remember the playoff game, the end, and we forget that there were some good moments in between. But 18, 20, I think that's a fair range to put him. Where does he have to be this year for this thing to really work? So it, it, levels of working, right? right? I think I think for he could be top 12, 13, and they can win 12, 13 games and win the division. Like I think the roster is that good that if he is Dak Prescott level, right? They went 12 and 5 last year. What was he, the 10th to 12th? Yeah, I think Dak's about 10. Somewhere, I, somewhere I, in that range, I think, right? I, I could be wrong. I think wasn't Dak like the third best pass rating in the but NFL like, last year? Like, let's be real, dude. Like, do you think Dak's the third dude, they best? Dude, they had the number one. But they, they had the no, up. Do you yeah. think Dak is the third best? No, but I think he's definitely better than 12th. They had the number one offense Maybe in the 10, NFL last year. 10, 12th? Do you think he's better okay. than 10? Really? I think he's probably better. He played like it last year. They did number one. I think like how much better than ten? Nine? Yeah, eight or nine. Yeah. All right. I mean, all right. So I think if Jay, I think the Eagles' roster this year is better than Dallas's roster last year, all around outside of Dak. Right. So if Hertz is twelfth and Dak was ninth or whatever last year to Elliott's ranking, that's pretty damn close. All right. It's, it's a range in there. I think if he's that level, they're going to be a really, really good football team. And if he goes a little higher, if he's ninth. Yeah, I think they're going to the Super Bowl or something like that. Ninth, eighth so, in that range. I think they're a Super Bowl football team. So I wanted James to go first because I have something I'm going to say that I know James disagrees oh, with. And, I can't wait and if you this. listen to Go Birds on Saturday, you know he disagrees with this. Okay. Let, let me put this out here, okay? Of the last 10 division winners, seven had the best quarterback in the NFC East, the best passer rating, right? Pass rating. If you look at the last 10 uh, winners of the NFC, NFC East, seven of them had the quarterback with the best passer rating. Of the three that didn't win, two of them had quarterbacks in the top 10. So the last 10 division winners, pretty right, nine of them had a quarterback that was in the top 10 of passer rating. I think we are lying to ourselves if we think Jalen can be like 
13th, 14th, 12th, whatever. History shows in recent history, last year, seven of the eight division winners in the NFL had a quarterback in the top 10 in passer rating, right? And you can argue passer rating, I'm cherry picking a stat. You could certainly argue that. But I think it's a, you know, it's a fair way to look at quarterbacks. The point I'm making is this. You said, how, does, how good does Jalen have to be? He has to be top 10. We're talking about winning 12 games, being the number one potentially team in the NFC, which you guys think 12 games could do. Those teams are not teams Tannehill led. Tannehill did it last year. He was the one yes, seed he's with the, a 12-5 yeah. and five team, yep, and yep. he is. He, they're the, what, 18, they're the exception 17, to the rule, 20? and they scored 16 points and lost in the but first they accept, round. But it happened. Like, it happened. They were You're the right. one seed last But year. I would rather count on the thing that happened seven times versus I one, over, right? And again, Jalen is not just a thrower, right? Like I, I know I'm, that we need him to be a better yeah. thrower, but we underrate the 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 what he the athlete that he is and what his legs mean. Right. Like, so, okay, I so, think that's the big – That's I, I'm glad you brought that up because – I'm glad, too, because I have a counter. So All right. Well, but I'm going to bring another quarterback into this. Do it. Cam Newton. All right. He won, a, he, won play, you know, he won divisions, right? He got to the playoffs yeah. quite a few times. He and the one Bowl, went to a yeah. Super Bowl. That, now, that year was, he, was his best year. He was MVP of the league. Jalen may never have a season like that. But like Cam Newton went to the playoffs 12-4 and four with an 88 passer rate. Mm-hmm. And that was 10 years ago, so maybe that's 95 now, right? Because like, this league has changed. But like, I, I think when we use passer rating with him – Lamar a couple years ago. At right, the, at but, Lamar had a, but Lamar had Lamar Lamar was very high in passer rating. Yeah. In 2012 when RG3 well, – You wouldn't have said he was a great passer, right? It well, was his passer pass- rating said he was. To, is passer rating the best way to I, – I mean, Again, it's not the perfect stat, but I think if, if that's the one I'm using, like the passer rating – what I'm saying is this. In 2012, RG3, another quarterback you could point to and say – dynamic athlete, like all those things. He was third in the NFL in pass rating this year. And I'm not saying Jalen has to be that. But I think, like, we're all lying to ourselves if we think Jalen doesn't have to be special for this team to be special. Like, there's a reason quarterbacks – there's a reason Russell Wilson just got almost $50 million a year, right? Like, teams pay for special quarterbacks. And I think if, if the whole logic is like, well, the roster's so good and the schedule's easy and the Cowboys are a mess, that could all end up being true. But I think when you go into a season and say, how can this team be special and how good does Jalen have to be – he has to be really good. If the team is going to be really good, Jalen has to be really good. The team will be as good as Jalen is. Well, I mean, I, I agree with you. That if, if he's top 10, I think they can win the Super Bowl. I agree. If, if, if he can be top 10, I agree with that. But, 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 but I said 12th, and they're a 12-win team. What's the big difference between 10 can, and 12, there's really? A, but there's a difference. It's like a minute there difference. There is, but, but let's not forget there's been Joe Flacco's. And I'm saying Jalen's a passer like him. There's been right. Eli Manning. We Those guys put, weren't top 10 quarterbacks. But, but, they were like fringy top 10 quarterbacks but, and look, in their moment. Like, yes, you're right. There have been examples. Like Nick Foles won a Super Bowl, right? right? Do we go into the season saying, well, they could win it with Gardner Minshew because they did with Foles? Like, yes, there are examples of teams winning it different ways. The best way to win it and the best way to be a special team is to have a special quarterback. So I don't think it's an unfair thing to say if the Eagles are going to be good, if they're going to be the number one seed in the NFC, if they're going to be a Super Bowl contender like you guys think, Jalen has to be really good. He has to be a quarterback that, forget passer rating, at the end of the year we look and say he wasn't a top 10 quarterback, I would personally be very surprised if they are like winning two games in the playoffs and, and charging towards the Super Bowl. Well, I think that part's fair, right? He's got to play really right. well. And playoffs is different, yeah. too. But, again, I, the point being that, that Jalen can play. Like, your whole thing is, like, throw, 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 and that matters. But it underrates, it underrates everything he brings. There is no more backpacking play, play in sports than a third and third team where a quarterback takes off and gets mm-hmm. a first down. Like, that stuff cripples Well, it's defenses. like Lamar. I mean, Lamar has right. won 75% again, of his games, and I don't think he's a good thrower. I think, a, I think Exactly. I think Jalen's a better okay. thrower than Lamar. I do, too. That's okay. my point. With like, Forget pass rating. We know Lamar is not a great throwing right. quarterback. He went 14 and 2 on the MVP, man. Like, you don't have to be a great thrower to win in the NFL.
Okay, so Jalen was arguably the best running quarterback in the NFL last year by some, if you look at like efficiency per attempt, right? One of the great he was running one, back quarterback seasons ever running. Right? Yeah. Right? They won nine games, right? They barely qualified for the playoffs. They and they got, roster, hold on, though. and they got absolutely smoked in the playoffs because they couldn't pass the ball, right? So I agree with you that, James, you're 100% correct. When it's third and 13 and Jalen runs for a first down, that is backbreaking for the NFL, uh, for, for the defense. But the bottom line is, you guys are the ones setting the bar high. You're the ones saying they're Super Bowl contenders. Because the roster. Okay, but yes, hold on. But hold on. Hold on. Jalen. You're making out like it's just Jalen. It is just Jalen. No. It is almost always Our just the quarterback. It's the roster, dude. Okay. But wait, and also, but in this con- this conference, the NFC, it- it's it's been ripe for teams that are loaded with a quarter. Like Jimmy Garoppolo is this close to two Super Bowls. Yeah. Yes. And I, and I like I like Jimmy G more and than most J- people. Yeah, Jimmy G is pretty good. But yeah. but Jimmy G also is right now a backup, right? right. Like the teams around because, the league because they've moved right, on. But to he's there. Him and Hurts talent like as if we're rating the court, forget passing, right. like ranking. They're, yeah. they're close, semi close. The, the point, right? whatever. The, hold on. So the point like, I was making is this: last year Jalen was already really good at what you're saying he's good at, right? I think sure. it's hard to say he's going to be a better runner this year because he was so good at it last year. Right, I agree. They were 24th in the league in passing yards last year. Right, Nick has Nick Sirianni has said it himself. They have to be a way better passing offense. So you're right. His his running ability is clearly helpful to the offense. It helps them their running game. All those things. He has to be, and the team has to be, because I'll include the receivers. I'll include Steichen and all that. Right. They have got to be a way 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 better passing offense this year if they're going to meet any of the expectations people have for them. They're not going to be a 12-win team if Jalen is the same level or just like a little better of a passer than he was last. So I think th- so. I think both of you are right in that I think they can win 12 games with this roster if he's just a little bit better That's as a thrower. Right. Yeah. I okay. do, but... You're lying but, to yourself. No, but I don't think I am, no. but I will, I will meet you here. I don't think they'd advance very far in the playoffs. I said this is exactly what I Lamar, said. Here. Like Lamar, right? Yes. L- Lamar lost the first. He lost his first really two playoff easy games. They have really schedule, man, and they they have a good roster. Like, and Jalen doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't lose you games. All that stuff. Like, they could easily win twelve games with Jalen being a little bit better. I almost think we're not really going to know that much about Jalen's true where he truly is until January twenty fifth when they're playing the Rams at a playoff game. Like, they, they, I think they're going to win eleven w- without him being that much better. Okay. I, I okay. do. I mean, I, you no, guys I, must no. think this is like, you know, one of the best rosters at the, you know. Well, like, I, the I, roster is very good. I'm not where, disputing Where's that. their weakness? Uh, no, the roster is good. Yeah. I agree with you. They don't have a clear yeah. weakness. The roster is really good. But, and I know you guys think I'm overvaluing the quarterback. It's the NFL. It's the most important position in all of sports. It's like saying, wow, that's a great car. The engine, you know, we'll see. But, like, what an amazing car. Like, the quarterback changes everything. The only time this team has been special in the past Honestly, as far back as you want to go was because Carson in 2017 was really special, right? That's why that team was special. That and roster they, was well, amazing. The, no, the too. roster was good too, but Carson played at a high level, which made everything better. That's why you pay quarterbacks all this money because if they're the if they're playing at a high level, the rest of the offense yeah, and the defense clicks exactly. Yeah, but the, but there's plenty of examples of great quarterbacks can't they can't lift boats? R- and vice versa, as we brought up, like there are plenty of examples of Ryan Tannehill being the one seed, of Trent Dilfer winning Super Bowls, of all this stuff. Like there are examples of not great quarterbacks going far, having good seed, particularly the regular season. Like you can win 12 games with a mediocre quarterback if you have a great team. Or Peyton Manning couldn't even throw the football right. when he won a Super Bowl. So in Trent Dilfer. Had arguably what, like the best defense of all I know, time. I'm just, like, but again, but, but like, Tan- I think Tannehill last year. But you keep bringing up the talking about winning twelve okay, games. I'm right. not talking about winning the Super Bowl. I'm saying you can win twelve games with this roster. But but you keep bringing up the Titans, right? Do you guys want to be the Titans? 
Like, like, would you, would you, if you're the Titans, it's not are what you we're go- arguing? No, no, but, but like, you're what asking I'm, what we want, and we're saying what we think can happen. But, like, but, but you're also saying you think the Eagles are legitimate Super Bowl contenders, right? You believe that's their ceiling. Yes. So what I'm saying is, if they get Ryan Tannehill quarterback play from from Jalen Hurts, they're not because we saw last year what happened to the Titans. They scored 16 points and lost. I understand, but let's also remember, like, if right and and then. We're making an example Tannehill hurts. If Tannehill throws two picks instead of three, they're hosting the AFC yep. title game. Yep. But he he threw three. Like I, this I is the point I'm making is the, the reason like their roster in the hold on, You love Mike Vrabel, great coach, great roster. They had AJ Brown, they had Derrick Henry. Defense is great. Why did they lose? Why? Their quarterback wasn't good okay, enough. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like the but roster, they won 12 games. We're the one seed. That's the point we're making here. But we're that, arguing but, separate points. No, no, no. Keep going to the Super Bowl thing. We're talking about them winning 12 games with Hurts if he's not that much better. We believe that can happen. Right. And Ryan Tannehill and the Titans are a perfect example. Why? It doesn't matter that they lost in the playoffs. We're I don't want. I, I don't want to be the Titans. I don't either. But I'm Jalen's just 24 like, and Tannehill's 32. Like, right. and I think Jalen has a higher ceiling than than Tannehill. Yeah. And it, you're right. If you're saying like. Maybe I'm underestimating the chances they could win 12 games if Jalen's just okay. But I think if this conversation started with, they could win the Super Bowl. Like, that's what you guys think the ceiling is. And you, like, I frankly still think it'd be very hard to win 12 games. But regardless, I don't think using an example of a team that none of us wants to be is a good way to be like, oh, what an exciting year this is going to be. You know, like. We weren't using it for that point, though. We were using it to say they could win 12 games and get in the regular season. I think it's hard to do, though. Like, it's hard to do. You're right. It's it's possible. Like, of course, anything's possible. But bottom line is, if you wanted to say, how can they win 12 games? Like, the easiest way for every team, forget just the Eagles, the number one way to say how could they win 12 games is the quarterback. A high-octane passing game. Yes. I, I mean, that's it. I mean, that, the, you're right. The league is set up that way. The yeah. Eagles are, are set up hoping to be that, but we don't know. I mean, that that's fair. 215-592-9494 to hop in. Go Birds in for this hour of the Eagles roundtable. we got a lot to talk about. I want to talk to these guys about the coaching staff because I – as much as there's worry about the quarterback, I'm not sold on the head coach. We'll hit yeah. that next right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Welcome back, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. It is our Eagles roundtable show getting ready for the start of the regular season, and we have different guests uh, each hour or segment. This hour, it's Go Birds. Uh, it is James Seltzer. It is Elliot Shore Parks. We just spent the first uh, part of this uh, hour debating the team, their ceiling, Jalen Hurts. I want to talk to you guys about the coaches now because this is where I have more questions. Like I feel like I have a grasp on what Jalen Hurts is where he's going, and maybe he's surprised. Maybe he's better than I think. But I, I kind of feel like I know what I, we got with Jalen Hurts. I don't know what we have with the coaches. Mm. Let's start with Sirianni. There's a lot of reason. And I, every time I bring him up, people are like, well, he rallied them, right? They believe in him. He's, he seems like a good guy. All those nice things. I just – I have worry about him. They were 2-5. and five. You look at his career in the NFL. He's never gotten off to a good start. As an assistant head coach, never gotten off to a good start. And then I just think it's bizarre, Elliot, that he's an offensive coach and he's not calling the plays. Go yeah. around the NFL. I think the only one that is like this is McCarthy, and that's because they had a coordinator when he got there that they liked and they paid a lot of money, and it's just Dallas is weird anyway. Mm-hmm. I, I am not sold on Nick Sirianni, and if this thing doesn't go where it's supposed to – I, I think it could be more because the coach and deciding run, pass, what's the ratio, more than the quarterback. Like, I, I know what the quarterback's going to do. I'm not sure about the coach. Well, it's interesting. I mean, obviously, we're in Philly where the pressure is always going to be high, but it's hard to think of many other second-year coaches in recent, recent NFL history that have had this type of expectation heading into a second yeah. year. And the other thing about Sirianni is when he was hired, he was hired as the X's and O's guy, right? Like, Remember, it was the whole, like, all right, do you hire him or do you hire Deuce, like leader of men type of – type of coach, but it was Sirianni, you know, unfairly, his first press conference, we're all like, well, this guy's not a leader of men. That was the, the takeaway from him. 
and he ended up being an excellent leader of men. Like, mm-hmm. I think that locker room, like, to me, one of the biggest – the reason I believe in the Eagles the most is, like, the vibes of the roster. Like, just being down there, everyone's getting along. Like, I just – there's been so many years I've covered the Eagles, and going into the season, there's a huge piece of controversy, mostly quarterback-related. But the difference this year is whether he's good or not. There's not, like, Wentz and Foles and all that stuff. Right. I think the Eagles are at a great place from, like, a vibe perspective. But I think it's fair to question, like, does, on Sundays, does Sirianni give them an advantage? And I, I'm with you. I do not know the answer to that. Because uh, last year, when they tried to throw the ball, you know, Jalen, as the face of the passing game, gets a lot of the blame. But Sirianni gets some of that. The receivers get some of that. Steichen gets some of that, for sure. And Steichen's someone that in Los Angeles, when he was there, the whole criticism of him was kind of, well, they're just dinking and dunking the ball the whole time. Well, that's what I saw a lot of in training camp. So... I do think it's fair to have some question about the the coaching staff for sure, especially when you compare it to the expectations. Are you sold on Sirianni? No, but to Elliot's point, look, I would take a leader of men. If I have to pick one thing in a head coach, I'm taking a leader of men. Like that's, I want someone who people are going to follow. I want someone who's going to create a culture. You know, Chip Kelly didn't get many things right in this city, but culture beats scheme every time. I think he's right about, like, I believe that. He just couldn't create the culture. He just couldn't create the culture. It was so funny that he said that. He was, like, the worst person to do that. And we saw it with Doug. Like, the 2017 team had an amazing roster. Carson Wentz took the huge leap. Foles played the best anyone could imagine in the most important games. But I think the biggest thing about that team was the the, the group, the chemistry, the culture, the we all we got, we all we need, that whole thing, the dog mass, like the motivation right. of us against the world. I think there's no stronger motivation in sports when you get a real us against the world team. And that was that Eagles team. And yeah. It was because they loved each other, because they cared about each other. I think that stuff does matter. I really do. And I think Sirianni is, to Elliot's point, like clearly great. I think these very, guys, yeah, very good. They yeah. love playing for him. They're having fun. I mean, There's- that flower thing in the end of October, last time they played the Lions, like that. That felt like his moment. Like, yeah, that, so that thing Kelsey did the huddle. It could have went sideways there. And again, it didn't. It speaking of Kelsey, like it doesn't go past me that when they asked Jason Kelsey why are you coming back this this year, the first thing he says, "I love playing for Nick." That was the first thing yeah. that came out of his mouth. So I think there's something special with that. But to Elliot's point, like I don't know if I don't have a problem with him not calling plays. Like that part of it doesn't bother me. I want him. He's a young coach who's never done this before. He's 40 years old, 41, whatever. Like I'm fine with him focusing on the other stuff, especially because it seems like he does a good job with the managing the game, the challenges. And they, they got better when he stopped calling plays. Right, he didn't I mean, make mistakes, and I think yeah. that I think that's important. I don't know if 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 the scheme is going to be good enough or not. That is my biggest question, without a doubt. But I do I like him. I like the way he leads. I just again, I don't know. I don't and know if he's good enough. In that I, I definitely think Nick has a has a an it factor to him, like a dynamic personality. I've, I say this. I to can James. see why Jeff Flurry's chosen. Yeah, him. I yeah. say yeah. this to James all the time when I'm leaving like press conferences or whatever. Or I'll text him and be like, I, like, <laughs> no. like I, how could anybody not believe you know, in Nick? Like when you're he, around him, he always him, says to me, "He's like, you just got to be in the room with." This yeah, yeah. Seriously, you know? like it, you have to be in the room with Nick to really appreciate what a dynamic leader he is. But I'm the opposite of James in the way that I want my head coach calling plays. Like when they were calling the head, when they were hiring a head coach last year, my number one thing was I want someone that's calling plays. Because if your head coach isn't calling plays, the guy that is is going to get hired away. Well, and and that, then you're that's starting what over he and over. It's going to be exactly. And like I do think his reasoning of giving up play calling is very pure. Like I think it's almost like one of the most selfless things I've ever seen a head coach do. Like because I do think he believes it makes the team better. You cannot spin to me that somebody that wanted to call the plays last year was hired to call the plays and is now not calling the plays is a positive. It doesn't mean it's not going to work, but if you would have told me this time last year at the roundtable 
you would have said if you would have invited us last year. <laughs> I didn't do it. No, this this you actually do, the, I don't think you did. This is yeah. the first one because usually the Phillies are on That's all these nights. Say, yes, yeah. Yes. yeah. But if you would have told me, all right, Elliot, let's fast forward in a year from now. Sirianni is no longer calling plays. My answer would probably be like, all right, who's the head coach? You know, so like. I think that the fact he's not, it's it's surprising to me that I'm kind of okay with it, even though there's red flags everywhere with it. So, all right, let's go to this now, because we just talked about Sirianni and, and giving up play calling. What is the Eagles' 2022 offense? Because th- this thing starts— Ready to talk about Jalen again, I guess? Well, well, well all right, but, but Jalen in the context of yeah. it, right? Like, we know in the beginning of last year, all they did is throw the ball, and that didn't work. And then they all did is run the ball, and they won. But I think we all agreed that even if you think they should run more than they pass, or even you can't run the ball 65% of the time and win mm-hmm. 12 games in the NFL, it's going to be very, very hard to do that. But I don't know what they're going to be next week. Like, I, you could paint a picture to me and say, they're going to throw with 70% of the time because they traded for A.J. Brown, and they, they're going to throw. And I'll say, all right, I can believe that. And you could say, no, their run game is still their strength. They're going to run the ball down. Like, what do you think the mm-hmm. offense is going to be? Well, it's interesting about the A.J. Brown thing. And A.J. Brown has been – Amazing in camp. He looks the part, catches everything. Has he been their best player? Probably. Probably their best player, yeah. I mean, honestly, they had a lot of guys that had really good camp, So, but he's probably there. The Titans were one of the worst passing teams in offense last year. They have a better running game, arguably, and they arguably had a better quarterback. Like, I think that the ceiling is higher for Hurts, for sure, and I would take Hurts over Tannehill, but would you guys agree Tannehill is probably a better pocket passer at this La- point? Last year, I think, certainly. Yeah. For so, last year. so, A.J. Brown helps, for sure. He's not like the immediate, you know, all of a sudden you're great. So I think when I look at this Eagles offense and what they could be next year, I do think they're going to throw it more. And I do think Jalen will be improved. It wouldn't surprise me if against Detroit, and frankly this might just be good coaching, is like they're going to run it a ton. But what's going to be tough for this offense is what we saw in the playoffs. If they can't run the ball, if teams come out and go, all right, we know that you, we, we don't think you can throw it, and Jalen, we don't think you can roll to well, I always forget, to, to the right side of the field is where he doesn't The throw. left. The left side. Yeah, right. he, he, run, he rolls to the right. He rolls to the, to the right. right. Okay, so Jalen, we don't think you can roll to the left, and Jalen, like, we don't think you can pass if we stop your running game. I'll be interested to see what they do. And that's the big factor I don't think people talk about with this team is that if Jalen, a lot of people say, like, if he's the same, they're going to be just as good. Well, I think it's going to be hard to be just the same because of the way defenses are going to play them. So I think you'll throw, they will throw it more. I'll be interested to see how successful they are. What's the offense, James? It's a great question. I think it's going to be relatively balanced. So I know you know, kind of a cop out there, but I do. I think, look, I think they know that they're good at running the football. And again, I think Jalen's really good at that stuff, the ride and decide, all that stuff. We've seen him really have success with that. But to Elliot's point, and obviously they went out and got A.J. Brown, which, again, let's not let's not diminish how much that'll help Jalen. You know, we haven't talked a lot about that tonight. Well, they're replacing Rager with exactly, A.J. Brown. Exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, that lot. alone will make Jalen Hurts better. Yeah. That alone, even if he's not better, he like production will be better because of that. But um, So I do think they will throw the ball more. And I, I think Brown and Goddard and, and Smith, like they have real targets, real weapons. So I think they'll be a better passing offense. I think they'll throw it more, but I don't think it's going to be a, a passing offense. Well, I still think they're, they're, they're going to run the football. I think James made a really good point, which is, like, their strength might be running the ball. So, like, it might not be a bad thing if they're running the ball. Yeah, right. But what's, what, what's going to matter is when they have to throw the ball, yeah. can they throw it? Like, if they're winning the way they did last year, but then they're also, you know, like, they're winning by more because on the obvious passing downs, Jalen's better. It's not the end of the world. If they come out and they run it a lot against Detroit and it's successful, that's fine. The, the question is, 
when they have to throw it, are they going to be able to do it? Is it as simple as when the other team loads the box up, they throw it now, and when the other team gives them a light box, they run it? Or do they have to have an identity? Because I, I feel like I could see – couldn't you hear Sirianni after the of game? Of course. Why would you run it 35 times today? Well, they gave us a light yeah. box. Or why would you pass well, it so much? it's what they're going to do on defense, it seems, too, right? right? That's what Gannon talks about, the multiples and wanting to just – hey, who are, you, who are you going up against and what do they do? And let's be honest, I mean – not to invoke Bill Belichick's name in a conversation where Nick Sirianni's involved. That's what he does. But that's what Belichick does. They're a different team each week, depending on who they're playing. That is what the best coaches and do. And that is what Sirianni and it's hard talks to, about. And it's hard yeah. to execute. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if that's what they hope to do. I, I do That's think what I ha- think, too. But I do think they have to have an identity. And what is it? To your point. Last year, they, again, they created one, right? It was They're, they're going to run the ball down everyone's throat, and they won a lot of games that way. But I don't think well, you Well, they give, won nine games. Well, no, they won a lot in the second. They went seven oh, yeah, and three yeah, down right. the stretch. Once they figured oh, yes, out their right. identity right. is. But I don't yeah. think you give A.J. Brown $100 million nope. no. for that to be your identity. Well, look, we, we all know what Lurie and how we want the identity to be. Yeah. And let's be honest, Sirianni, too. Like, I do think James is right that I think Sirianni has a little bit of the Belichick thing in him where he's very much like, all right, if, if the best way for us to win this week is run, then we're going to run at a ton. Like, I do believe that. I think some head coaches, like, look at Chip, like, Chip was going to run what he was going to run that mm-hmm. week, no matter what. Yep. Yes. And yep. I think, honestly, Doug had a little bit of that in him, too. Like, not as much as Chip. But I do think, you know, I, and I joked about it being selfless. Like, I do think Sirianni has a very selfless, selfless personality and, and coaching style in the way that he will do what he thinks works best. But ultimately, like, their identity has to be throwing if they're going to be a 12-win team that's a Super Bowl contender. It just has to be. All right, let's go to the other side because that's the I – mean, I, I think this guy, Jonathan Gannon, might get more – criticism than any of them like people Unfairly like her well I I, <laughs> I I think you and I are more on the same uh-uh. page with this Elliot uh-uh. I'm on an island uh, Sir- Sirianni people like everyone likes him right and the people want to like Jalen Hurts and do like Jalen Hurts yeah. and I think there's reason to see like the, the formation of a good young quarterback but Gannon is the most polarizing eagle right now there is out there it's Be- not even polarizing everyone hates him well <laughs> not everyone not everyone so here's my perspective on Gannon. I, I give him almost a full pass for last year because I just mm. think the talent he had was trash. I mean, they how many w- above-average defensive players they have last year on the field at, at any given time? I mean, Slay. Yeah. Hargrave, uh, Slay. I think Sweat Hargrave, probably Slay. Qualifies. Sweat, three. Yeah. yeah. So everyone else, I Fletcher think, was— Cox, like 10% mm, of the yeah, time he's out there. Yeah, when he tried. Like, people don't want to hear this. A coordinator is pretty much just as good as their pass rush in a lot of ways. In today's NFL, the way the rules are, are bent towards the offense, the way it's like pass interference is called, Gannon's only going to be as good as his pass rush. And last year, his pass rush wasn't very good. Doesn't mean he was perfect, right? Like, I do think he played off a little sometimes at the corner, and that impacted the pass rush. But what he played, his style of defense— was how teams that have like the best defenses in the league, like that's how they play. Like, yeah, I, th- I think he's smart. I think <laughs> yeah, he, no, he's I think he's smart. on the right yeah. wavelength. He just had didn't have the right players. Now he's got good players. Like the excuses, are, I can't make excuses for him this year. James, I could tell you are worried or not sold on Jonathan. Gannon. I'm definitely not. And I thought he did a bad job last year. But having said that, I do agree that like I'm willing to step back and say he didn't have the talent, and that. I'm going to give him a chance this year with this talent, especially because it seems like a lot of the talent they brought in was specific to what he wants to do right. and the type of players that he wants to use and be creative and all that type of stuff. So I'm uh, and look, the fact that that he gets all these head coach interviews, he's clearly highly thought of in the NFL. People who know football think this guy knows what he's doing. So like, I'm not totally looking past all that. I'm giving him a chance this year 
But I certainly wasn't impressed with anything I saw well, last which, year. There's nothing that came out last year and been like, oh, I think this guy has it. I'm more impressed by the fact that the rest of the NFL thinks he's good. With my own eyes, what I saw, there's nothing that I saw where I'm like, oh, I, I think this guy's got something. What I think's interesting is the style of offense that he made opposing offenses play is exactly the style of offense we don't want to see from the Eagles, right? Which is like 12-play drive, dink and dunk, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, exactly. Like, so if you were to say to me that's what the Eagles offense is going to look like, I'd be like, well, that's worrisome. But that's exactly what Gannon did last year. So if Gannon's biggest flaw as a coordinator is going to be he can't stop, like, you know, top 10, top 8 quarterbacks, I'll take that because there's not a lot of coordinators that can do that or defenses, period. But it's but it's not just that. It's that, that, that there was no adjustments. There was no trying anything different. It's like he just lets them walk. And I get you're just waiting for them to make a mistake. Waiting for, but when it's Justin Herbert, when it's Patrick Mahomes, when it's Derek Carr, like 90-plus percent or whatever, like at a certain point you have to say, all right, this plan that I came in with that, you know, should work isn't working. I need to do something different. I can't just keep letting Justin Herbert – the end of the game, walk down the field and yeah, win the football He'd rather game. lose by a thousand paper cuts right. than, than get gashed. Certain point well, you that's gotta, the better way to lose. But, I'm just saying. No, no, let's be not, honest. Not well, if you can't stop it. Not if you at no point can stop it. Like You're waiting for a mistake is different than forcing a mistake, mm-hmm. right? And they did none of that. Like At a certain so, point, when it's not working that many times in a row, that many weeks in a row, do something different. But that's I all I'm saying. I think he has the right philosophy and the right players, well, better players. players. Yeah, yeah. But, like well, now, But adjust your talent. The point is, if you don't have the talent to... to, to Pull that off, then maybe try something different. Be aggressive. Maybe get beat once because you're trying to, and they, they to would have force given a up, turnover or something. They would have given up way more points. Who knows? Well, Who but, knows? but I always I always wonder like with the offense and defense how much they're working together and we don't understand it. Like sure. I wonder if he was worried, like if I get beat deep, yeah, my, yeah, yeah. my offense can't catch up. Sure. We can't go down sure. in games. It's and then possible. I always certainly bring possible. up why they ran the ball so much in the second half. Yes, the offense wasn't efficient enough. Maybe they were trying to keep that defense off the field. It's like if we too. run the ball and they're not going on the field. But if you look last year, the defenses that blitzed the most were some of the worst defenses in the league. And the defenses that blitzed the least were some of the, the best. And the reason for that is their front four, or front whatever you want us to say, create a pressure. Like, that's really what it comes down to for a coordinator. Can you create organic pressure? If you can't create organic pressure in the NFL, it is just basically impossible to play defense. All right. Well, then let's we can wrap with or kind of end with this. Who's the most important player on the defense? In the offense, it's easy, right? It's Jalen Hurts. We could make without we, a doubt. Yeah, we could say we could say AJ Brown. But it let's, would be dumb. We to don't do have to, that. like yeah, Elliot yeah. was saying. We're not going to lie to ourselves. Jalen Hurts yeah. is the. We can most do that important. when we make predictions, but in yeah. this little exercise, no more lying yeah, ourselves. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Defense, what I think a downer, right? I, I mean, I'm not being a downer. I don't think saying the quarterback's <laughs> important is some like hot take. Yeah. I need the quarterback to be good. What a hot take by ESP. Defense is not as easy. I don't think there's a there's an obvious answer. So who is it for you guys? Who's the most important defensive player on the team? So I'm going to take James' answer. He's, he's going to take my yeah, answer. Yeah, but I think it is easy, and I think it's a son. It's absolutely a son. And it's for the reasons I just said. Like, he if he's a double-digit sack guy, this defense is going to be very good. Like, they need an elite pass rusher. But what it also means is they're using him correctly, right? And one of my fears with Redick I have this fear a little bit with uh, Gardner Johnson as well, is when you have a guy that's like, oh, he can do a lot of different things. It's like, well, not really. He can he can rush the passer. Like, Reddick is not great. Well, you also get, like, wrapped up in, like, oh, well, let's use him to do this. Exactly. That. That's like the I'm kid saying. that uh, the Cardinals took a couple years ago, the yes, safety, uh, um, Isaiah Simmons. Yes. <laughs> Hassan Reddick. No, or, yeah. or Hassan Reddick. Yeah. Right, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you get caught they up had, in versatility. Uh, yeah, they had the, the linebacker. They've been done a lot of that, actually, yeah. Cardinals. Anyway. Yeah, so I, I think if you told me at the end of the year how many sacks Reddick has, I would have a good feeling as to how good this defense was. If Reddick ends with, like, five or six sacks, then I think you're looking at a defense and a team, honestly, that probably did not meet expectations. I'm with him on Reddick, and, and I've said I think he's the X-Factor player and all that, but I'll give you another name, and 
you know, obviously not the same level of caliber, but if we're talking about someone who's kind of got to bring it all together because they're relying on him a lot, and we have no idea what we're going to get from him. Marcus Epps is going to have a really important role in this defense, especially going out and getting another safety like Gardner Johnson, who's not going to be back there like all the time. He's going to be doing a lot of things like there's a lot on Marcus Epps's shoulders. And I know that the Eagles are very excited about him. You know, it wasn't we've talked about this on the pod, but the fact that the first press conference at training camp, there's like a question asked generic about the defense and how he's like Marcus Epps guys got to talk about Marcus. Yeah. Like they're excited about him. I mean, and other teams, other people are too. I mean, Peter Schrager at him is like a top 10. Player. I know. All that stuff, right? And that comes from the Eagles. They filter this stuff out. They're excited about Marcus Epps. We have no idea if Marcus Epps is a good football player. And they're asking him to do an important role and do a lot in this defense. And the other thing about Marcus Epps is it's going to dictate how they can play. Because if Marcus Epps is having a really good year, then I do think you'll see a lot more single high coverage. And that's when you, if, that's when you can get more of these more creative, aggressive screams, schemes people want to see. I don't want to see them be more aggressive. But like if you do, Marcus Epps being a single high safety is one way to make that happen. If he's not good at it, then you're going to see the 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 two the two high safety again. Let me give you one more, and I, I think maybe I'm putting a lot on him because he's a rookie. But I think it's Jordan Davis, and I'm, I, I'll tell you why. Well, I'm excited. about I Jordan feel Davis. like he is he's as important to them and what they're trying to do as anybody. They, again, they traded like three picks to move up two spots to get him. Like you don't do that unless you think this guy's important. Right. And I just think we were talking about Gannon and like what he does. The math changes if Davis controls the whole line of scrimmage, right? You could drop one more guy in a coverage instead of, like, keeping them near the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. And I think that will naturally create more of those mistakes, right? We're talking mm-hmm. about, like, 10-play drives will make a mistake. If he's if he's as good as they think, more guys are in coverage. I think more mistakes happen on opposing quarterbacks. Well, let me throw a question back at you. So I think with both of our, our guys, like Reddick and Epps, it's fair to have expectations, right? Like, yeah. Epps is not deep into his career, but he's not a rookie. Reddick just got a ton of money. Right. With your guy, he is a rookie in his first year, but he's also a top 15 pick. So, like, what do you think is fair to expect from him? If you think he's the most important person on the defense, it's a little worrisome. He's a first-round – he's a first-year rookie. You know? I know. But I just I, – I think he's going to play – really. I just don't know how many snaps he's going to play. Like, physically, how many can he play? They rotate that position. But I think he's really important. I think he's going to be awesome. I said we did a bull prediction show last week on the Midday Show when I was with Richie and for Joe. And my bull prediction is that after the season, we're going to say, oh, Jordan Davis should have been a top three pick. Like, I think he's going to be awesome. You know, we, I mean, again, like, people like this aren't made no. in the world. Like, I've said this to Elliot, it's one of my favorite things to talk about, but Josh Norris, who's a you know, really good draft guy, covers the draft, he said he thinks that Jordan Davis is the best athlete in the history of the draft. It's a lot. <laughs> or the history of the combine, excuse me. Okay. The history of the combine, yeah. excuse me. In the history of the combine, he said, size, put it all together, all what he did, he said Jordan Davis is the best athlete we've ever seen at the combine, in the history of the combine. And now that's a, a bold hyperbolic statement, but there is evidence to support it. I mean, the size, the speed, the cone drills, all that stuff. Like this is a once in a lifetime size athletic compare, like um, you know, package, so right. to yeah. speak. So like, of course he can be great. Of course he can. He's just got to go out and do it. Well, and Joe, you said how many snaps is he going to play? To me, it's more about what snaps is he playing. Is right. he out there on third down? Like. Look, Christmas Eve against Dallas, a team I know everyone's just looking past. But let's say that game <laughs> that game has implications, right? It's third and seven. Is he on the field? Like, that's where you want your, your most important guy and your top 15 pick. He has to be on the field on money downs. I don't care how many snaps he plays throughout the game. Where is he at on third down? That'll tell you how good he is. Well, it will. And and if I you know, if my theory that he can make everybody better, you want him on the field, right, to push the pocket and help yeah, Reddick or help absolutely. Josh Sweat and help those guys. Uh, I'll end with this. Last question for you guys. What's better, the offense or the defense by the end of the year? Oh, man, that's a good one. I think it's the defense. I think it's the offense. 
I think Jalen's going to be really good. I like, think it's the offense, yeah, too. I, well, sorry. I think Jalen's going to be really good. My, my caveat would be I think it's going to be easier for the defense to be good because their task is easier than the offense's is. They're playing bad teams, uh, bad quarterbacks, point. right? Like a lot of bad Like, I think Jalen can that's be true. really special really this year. Point. It's just harder to play off. It, well, I should say this. That it's it's harder to be a great quarterback in this league, in my opinion. Well, yeah, I mean, there's like 10 we can write down before we even throw his name out there. Like, right. we're sure really good, right? Oh, yeah. So, like, yeah, it's it's going to be tough for him to be that top 10 guy. Guys, this was, uh, this was fun. Thank you. This was awesome. Yeah, thank you, Thanks man. for inviting us. Yeah. Well, yeah, I invited you. I didn't invite when you, when some you, other football guys. You yeah, you know, right. I mean, I think the only inference that we can make here is Elliot and James, football guys. Ike Reese, not a football guy. I didn't. I didn't say that. You I'm said it. Kidding. And I'll I'm say this: kidding. to anyone just tuning in, we're going to post this in the Go Birds Pod feed. You yes. can get us on all your different podcast platforms. Oh, look at the, this guy! Go subscribe, download all those things. All right, I used to do a pod with Joe, but now it's just like you know the no huddle. It's like pod. being around my yes. ex. It's like a you know? no huddle pod yeah. reunion. It's a little awkward, but fun. Yes, it we're, is, all, yes. we're all hanging out, talking. We're still anyway. friends. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Yeah. All right. I appreciate you guys I coming think in. The relationship's even better. It's beautiful. <laughs> the uh, roundtable continues. You, Douglas, is going to join us next right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP.